live from Cape Town. This is the Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM. قلب سليم. Sound Heart. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. MashaAllah, it's Colvin Salim. And as we are doing from Monday to Thursday, we have in studio with us Madrasa on, on Air Maulana Muhammad Ismail Tilfi, spending Ramadan with us. He is the assistant Imam of Masjid al Sabr. He's doing his BA honors in theology and he has been 17 years in teaching. Assalamu alaikum, Maulana. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. How are you, Malina? I'm okay, alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. I'm, I'm hoping I'm prepared for today at least, alhamdulillah. Well, I, I, I think you're doing quite well, Malina. Mm. I'm finding that once I get home, I'm, I'm actually reflecting on what, we are, uh, what you are sharing with us oh, during the day. So what are we doing today, though? Um, today, inshallah, uh, we'll be looking at the... Um, Makki revelations, uh, revelations that is considered as Makki ayats, Makki verses, mm-hmm. and revelations that is considered as uh, Madani verses. And then also, we'll also be going in the same, you know, like they would say in, in the same breath, we'll be going into gradual revelation also, um, touch on that as well, um, all in one. Uh, mixed breed for dach inshallah <laughs> and then also reasons for revelations and well there's not too much but just to give an understanding why reasons you know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed certain things at a certain time in a certain way yes. so mm-hmm. in in just in a uh, uh, what's the name nutshell we'll be doing that inshallah inshallah so before we get started on that let's just give them a recap of yesterday in about a minute um uh, because yesterday you touched on wahi yeah so yesterday we we did wahi Which revelation is? Uh-huh. um our revelation was revealed to nabi muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam um you know via jibril what happens in the heavens you know allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying what will happen to the mountains if a revelation was revealed on the mountains what happened to Nabi Muhammad subhanallah when he um, received the revelation from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also we looked at the different kinds of revelation that Nabi received um, the ones in dreams the ones in the form which Ibaril comes in the form of a human being um, the ones that was the most difficult for Nabi like the ringing of bells um, also the ones where Ibaril came in his true form and also where he spoke directly to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so these were the uh, types of revelations that Nabi received um, so yesterday we covered that alhamdulillah. alhamdulillah well it was definitely an insight for many and today uh, which part is Amalina starting with? Well, we're still busy with Wahi technically. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, still busy with the revelation. Just the different kinds of revelations, the reasons for revelations, in why the gradual, the, the gradual uh, revelation that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala revealed. So today we'll be covering the Meccan verses, uh, versus the Madani verses, um, etc. So um, to to get into it, inshallah. Um, just to give an understanding also of um, 
how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, perhaps also may be touching on, on nasikh wal mansukh, which means abrogation or the verses that was abrogated in verses that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala used uh, to abrogate other verses. So to get an understanding, we need to understand the deen of Islam in its totality. So Malina, sorry to catch you, when you say abrogated, what does that actually mean for those that don't um, understand? Abrogation is the concept where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala um, removes a certain uh, previous law with a more easier one or more suited one. Right? Okay. Um, an example would be of, um, at first, uh, Masjid al-Aqsa mm-hmm. was the Qibla of the Muslims in the initial time, beginning time. And then afterwards, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala changed uh, Masjid al-Aqsa's Qibla and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made the Kaaba the Qibla. So the very first Qibla for the Muslims was Masjid al-Aqsa and then eventually Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it the Kaaba. Um, so this was also um, uh, when, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did the change of one uh, Qibla to another, that was also known as a, a Naskh, as an as a, a abrogation of the previous command that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave. And this subhanallah is um, very important to know. Why do I say that is because when you look at the deen of Islam, we go to a hadith where Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentions that um, of all the anbiya that was revealed, uh, or rather sent by Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, and they were 124,000. Right? This is in the hadith of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, I think it's narrated in, in, in Musnad Ahmad, the hadith. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentions that 124,000 Anbiya was seen by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then, in a different hadith, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa mentions that all the Anbiya that came before him, the example of all the Anbiya, he says, is like the example of a building, where the whole building is almost complete, this, this, the, the whole building is almost complete, and there's only one brick that is still missing from that building. And then Nabi Muhammad says, I'm that brick. I'm that, that, that final brick. What does this give the idea of? The idea that Nabi Islam is giving or alluding to in this hadith is that when you actually look at the deen of Islam, Islam started from the time of Adam and ended with Nabi Muhammad Wasallam. So Islam didn't start with Nabi Muhammad Wasallam. But it ended with Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Bolina, we had we stopped. Yeah, we were speaking about the Deen of Islam in its totality, looking at it, you know, so that we can understand the subjects that we're dealing with today. Um, the subjects for today would be the the Makki ayats and the Madani ayats, and also um, gradual revelation as well as um, reason for revelation. So we we kind of starting off with the uh, Nabi Adam and then moving away to to these verses, uh, inshallah, so that we can have an understanding of of why Allah Subhanahu wa Taala did what He did when He did it. So just a question, Maudana, the Quran as it is. Yes. Is it in the format as 
it was revealed? Is it in the chronological format of what it of how it was revealed? Um, it it is not in its chronological format. Um, as we know, the very first verse that was revealed by Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Shukran for the for the question because sometimes people don't know this. Um, that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala revealed Iqra, the very first verses, but you will find the very first verses to be right at the back of the Quran. Mm. You know, with the last juice of the Quran, the tenth juice. So, the format that we have it in today is exactly is exactly the format that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala um, revised with Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. You know, when it came to the end of the life of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, Jibril in Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam says that the last term of his life, he says that Jibreel came twice in this particular year, this Ramadan, uh, that Jibreel that came to him and he, revi- um, he revised the Quran twice with Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So in the revision time, Jibreel would place the, the verses it was revealed over a period of 23 years. The Quran wasn't like gift given to Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam years a book to guide the people, mm. you know. And if you look at the reasons why, then you can understand, subhanAllah, Imagine Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, like Aisha al-Ana, she says that if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had revealed all of what is, you know, needed for the Muslims, like in the Quran, you know, making salah, um, giving zakah, going for jihad, and all of these things, then people would never have embraced Islam, staying away from khamar, don't commit zina, etc., etc., etc. People would have never have, uh, have, uh, have um, abstained from, from uh, uh, mouth. Uh, people would find it difficult to, to abstain from khamar and zina and all of these things. Why? She says that the wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was to reveal the Quran gradually to make it easy for the people. And this is why you will find that the very first verses it was revealed was, was verses of Iman, verses of Akhirah, verses of Jannah, Jahannam, death. Life after death, you know, so the very first verses that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed was these type of verses So if you go back to um, what we were saying in the beginning Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala um, Revealed uh, Send down Nabi Adam to this dunya and um, When you look at the life of Nabi Adam and Hawa alayhi salam being the very first two human beings there was a reasons why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed certain laws and rules later on as mankind progressed. Why? Because it wasn't needed at the time. To make an example to you, Taslima, we all know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, like Adam and Nabi, uh, Nabi Adam in, 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 in Hawa alayhi salam, they were the very first two human beings, right? as we believe. Now there's a law that was given to Moses um, um, which says that you must honor your neighbor. Mm. All right? Were the very first two human beings, would this law make sense? Honor thy neighbor. It wouldn't make sense. You know, because where would the neighbors be? Who is the neighbors that, you know, we're talking about? So what neighbors are we referring to? So the neighbors, honoring the neighbor wouldn't make sense because it's for the very first two human beings that live on this earth. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in his wisdom, he knew 
that to give laws like this wouldn't make sense. So laws, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would reveal certain things applicable to certain times. And this is where we, we now we'll switch back inshallah, back and forth to, you know, Nabi Adam and trying to make sense of why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did what he did. Um, when you look at the, the, the verses that was revealed in Makkah and the verses that was revealed in Medina, the first thing that we need to understand that when Nabi Muhammad became a prophet, he became a prophet in the age of 40, is well known, in the age of 40. And then from 40 up until 63, Quran was revealed. So technically, you know, Nabi became Hafid of the whole Quran at the age of 63. You know, if we, you know, give or take 63, at the age of 63, over a period of 23 years. You know, so for those who are intending to memorize the Quran, inshallah, they should do so. You know, and, and try and do it, inshallah, because Nabi did it over a period of 23 years. Mm. However, they say that the life of, of, of Nubuat of Nabi Muhammad prophethood is divided into two periods. The period when Nabi Muhammad was in Makkah, and then the period when Nabi Muhammad was in Medina. Now the atmosphere of Makkah is completely different to the atmosphere that Nabi had in Medina. And in the beginning stages, we need to understand that when Nabi Muhammad in the initial stages, when Islam was sent to Nabi Muhammad given to Nabi Muhammad to guide people, the Arabs in Makkah, fire uh, uh, idol worshippers as they were, um, they didn't understand the concept of prophethood and life after death because for them there was no life after death. For them there's only this life, you know, like the youngsters would say, YOLO, you only live once. You know, so this was a concept <laughs> <laughs> this was a concept that the Arabs had, you know, back in the days. You know, they, they used to walk around with this YOLO idea, right? You only live once. So Nabi Sallallahu came to change that, telling the, the Arabs in Makkah that no, there is no YOLO, there is, you live twice, once in this life and again in the life after this. So Nabi Sallallahu came and when he came with his message, the Arabs, the Mushrikun, the idol worshippers, they weren't so fond of this idea. So in the beginning, in the initial stages in Makkah, Nabi Sallallahu spoke in secret, you know, to those people whom he trusted, his family members, close friends, and they in turn would speak to people that they know, etc. And then it went on like that. Until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed, وَأَنذِرَ عَشِيرَتَكَ الْأَقْرَبِينَ Now go and proclaim and, you know, speak open to the people in public and invite the people. And this is when Nabi Wasallam gathered all the people on when Nabi Sallallahu was standing on, on, on Mount Safa and he gathered all the people, now he was calling the people, you know, to the deen of Islam. Right? And after this, you know, people turned back, yeah, you crazy, his uncle, you know, cursing Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu you know, may you be cursed, may you be cursed. And then eventually, you know, what happened afterwards is that gradually, you know, the, they started plotting and planning how we can torture Nabi Muhammad and his followers. 
how we can persecute them. Because Nabi Sallallahu followers slowly started growing and growing and growing in the people of Makkah, the Mushrikun, they started seeing that they are losing the grip over Makkah. And Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu is slowly growing and growing and growing. So they started plotting and planning. The reason why I'm explaining all of this is to give an understanding why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave the different types of verses, you know, why these types of verses existed. So when you look at the scenario in Makkah, after this, the, the three years, close to the fourth year, they started persecuting Nabi Muhammad sallallahu persecuting the Sahaba radiallahu anhum, the very first believers, as we know, Bilal, Sumayyah, and all of these Sahaba were persecuted by, Nabi, uh, by, by the Mushrikun of Makkah. So it became very difficult, you know, for them to be, very difficult for them. Now this was the, whenever you hear, of people being tortured, Muslims being tortured by the Mushrikun, then you must know that that was the period when the Muslims were in Makkah. Right? So when Muslims were being tortured and persecuted, it was the period then where they were in Makkah. And then came the second period of Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu life. So the very first period was 13 years, and the second period was 10 years. So the first period, 13, second period was 10. 10 in Medina, 13 in Makkah. So over a period of 23 years, Ayat was revealed to Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So in, Ma- in Medina, the atmosphere was different. In Medina, Islam could, could be practiced openly. You know, if we look at, for example, um, many of the laws, this is part of the, the differences that you will find that existed between Makkah and Medina. Most of the ahkam, the laws was revealed in Medina. For example, making jihad. For example, um, the inheritance, the laws of inheritance, the law of business, etc. You know, all of these things, including fasting, only started when Nabi Muhammad وسلم, reached Medina. And this is an important thing. Nabi وسلم, when Islam started at the age of 40 for Nabi وسلم, there was no Ramadan, fasting in the month of Ramadan. We rather put it that way. There was no fasting in the month of Ramadan. Up until the second year of Hijrah, that's only when the Ramadan started fasting in the month of Ramadan started. You know, so for for the 13 years that Nabi Sallallahu was in Makkah, including the two years that came afterwards, so that's 15 years, only after 15 years of being a Nabi, Ramadan became furled on the Muslims. Prior to that, no Ramadan, no fasting. And this Hijrah, this, the ulama say, is the deciding factor between how you will know what is Makki verses and how you will know what is Madani verses. So, <clears throat> the ulama, they say, everything that, be, that, that, what, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed prior to um, Nabi sallallahu making hijrah, everything that was revealed prior to his hijrah, is known as Meccan verses. Why do they say this? Because you will find that Nabi was in Makkah, he stayed in Makkah in the 13 years, but he would sometimes, at times he would go to Arafah, etc. And this area is outside of Makkah. But yet it is known as Makkah verses. 
Meccan verses. So everything prior to the Hijrah, whether Nabi went to different places while he was in Mecca, everything prior to Hijrah, before his migration to Medina, everything before that is known as Meccan verses. Then after Nabi Sallallahu Hijrah, everything after that, you know, everything that was revealed of the Quran after Hijrah is known as the Madani verses, the verses that was revealed in Medina. And the ulama, they say, even if Nabi Sallallahu was in Medina, and he came back to Makkah like on Hajj, mm. and verses was revealed while he was on Hajj in Makkah, these verses weren't known as Meccan verses. Makki verses. It was known as Madani verses. Why? Because Hijrah is the uh, distinction or the separation. Right? So everything prior to Hijrah, Meccan verses, everything after Hijrah, whether Nabi came after that to Makkah also, and there was ayats or verses or surahs revealed, then everything after Hijrah would also be considered um, uh, Madani verses. So this is how we distinguish between what is Makki and what is Madani. In the Quran, Subhanallah, we have the Quran here in front of us also, MashaAllah. In the Quran, um, I know with the, with the uh, yes, MashaAllah, in this one they also have it. In the Quran, when you open the to the very first pages, to the very first pages, what uh, some ulama have done with uh, certain Qur'ans, like the the, the Vatafal one, and this, is, this one is published by the Qur'an Distribution Center. So if you open this, you will go to right on top where it says Surah Fatiha, and you know Surah Alif Lamim, Surah Baqarah, right? So you will find right on top, you will see them writing a few things in Arabic, right? There's a few uh, words in Arabic here. So we will tell you here that the Ayatuha, of this surah, Surah Fatiha, is seven verses. They will give you the name Surah Al-Fatiha, first surah. And they will also tell you next to the name whether it is Makki or Madani. In this case with Surah Al-Fatiha, they say here Makkiyah, which means it's a, a, a surah that was revealed in Makkah. And if you go to the next page on the other side, you will see Alif Lamim, the Alik Al-Kitab, on top of that you will see Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim and just above that you will find a line where they also did the same thing they tell you the, the amount of ayat then they tell you Suratul Baqarah the name of the surah then next to that they will tell you whether it's a, a Meccan surah or a Madani surah and here they say Madaniyah so this surah is completely Madaniyah it's a Madani surah so this is the uh, criteria for how the ulama they differentiate between what is Meccan verses and what is Madani verses. I'm sure many of you have taken out the Quran to actually see, ah, oh, this is a Madani or this is a, a Mecca verse that was revealed. So, so Sheikh, would you like to uh, continue? So this, Alhamdulillah, verses that was revealed in Makkah and verses that was revealed in Medina was part of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's wisdom. And I think Aisha anna said it perfectly and beautifully where Aisha anna said, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would have given this Quran completely to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, it would have been difficult for the people to practice upon it. You know, so 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala first revealed, and this is the difference part of the differences between the verses that was revealed in Makkah and Medina. So verses that was revealed in Makkah, you will find where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about Iman, Allah speaks about the oneness of Allah, Allah speaks about Akhirah, Allah speaks about Jannah and Jahannam. Arguments at times that the, the idol worshippers through it, Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would refute this. An example would be um, we Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam spoke to the idol worshippers about um, uh, worshipping Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala and believing in Akhirah. That uh, Akhirah will come and we will all rot away, but eventually Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala will make us stand up again, right? So we will be perfect human beings once again. So this person, he came to Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam and he had an old brittle bone in his hand and he crushed it in front of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam's eyes and he said to Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, are you telling me that we will be brought back from this? You know the YOLO idea that the, the Arabs had, you only <laughs> live once. So they asked Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, are you telling me that we will be brought, brought back from this dust? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says beautifully in, 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 in um, Surah Yasin وَضَّرَبَ لَنَا مَثَلًا وَنَسْيَ خَلْقَهُ قَالَ مَنْ يُحْيِي الْعِذَامَ وَهِيَ رَمِيمٌ قُلْ يُحْيِي هَلَّذِي أَنْشَأَهَا أَوَّلَ مَرَّةِ وَهُوَ بِكُلِّ خَلْقٍ عَلِيمٌ So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in, in Surah Yasin And he makes an example for us وَنَسْيَ خَلْقَهُ while he forget his own creation, how Allah created him from nothingness. Allah created him while he was nothing. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Qul, tell them, Tell him that the one who brought you in existence from the first time, the very first time that you were brought into existence, that same being has the, the, the ability to bring you back once again. So this is an example where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala responds to uh, people that came with uh, examples to Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa trying to refute the message of Islam. Another example or another uh, more of the features of the, the, the Meccan verses would be the ulama they say one of the ways to identify verses that is Meccan verses is by number one Sahaba radiallahu anhum telling us, like Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, who said that, you know, he was so knowledgeable about the Qur'an that he would be able to tell you exactly where the ayat was revealed, when it was revealed, whether it was in Makkah, whether it was in Medina, was Nabi sallallahu on a journey, was he at home, he would be able to say. You know, this is what Abdullah ibn Mas'ud said. So, number one, we would know via the Sahaba radiallahu anhum. Number two, the ulama, they would use the ijtihad, the, the reasoning, to look at certain signs that would give away whether a verse is a Meccan verse or a Madani verse. So they say, every surah that has the word kalla in, every surah, that has the word karla in would be considered a surah that was revealed in Makkah. And they say that the word karla comes 33 times in the Quran and it's to be found in 15 surahs. And all of this 15 surahs is to be found in the second half of the Quran. So wherever there is a word karla, we must know that this surah 
Most definitely according to the ulama, they say this would be a Meccan surah. Also, most of, if not all, most of the surahs that has a sajda in it would be also considered a surah that was revealed in Makkah. And an example of this would be, subhanallah, we spoke about the difficulties that the Sahaba radiallahu anhum went through. Um, Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, after the difficult period that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the Sahaba went through, there was a period when great personalities, giants, started entering into Islam. And when I mean giants, I'm, re- I'm referring to them physically also, and also in the bravery that they had. You know, in these two personalities was, number one, uh, um, um, or rather Hamza radiallahu an, number one, and number two would be Umar radiallahu an, because they embraced Islam very close to each other. So when Hamza embraced Islam, not long after that, Umar radiallahu an also embraced Islam. And I'm giving, I'm trying to give an example of where we find sajda. And we've been looking at how to discover this Mecca and Medina uh, verses and revelations of the Holy Quran. Alright, so just a quick recap before we continue with the story is that the ulama they say to to know which verses is Meccan verses and which is Madani verses or Makki ayats and Madani ayats. Um, we do that with the uh, um, the hijrah of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. You know, the hijrah of Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam is, is the deciding factor. Whatever was revealed before hijrah, Makki, even if Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam went somewhere else and it wasn't in Makkah, it would be considered Makki. And whatever was revealed after hijrah would be considered Madani. Also, the learned people they say that there are certain ways of knowing which verses is Makki in certain ways of knowing which verses is Madani. So, number one, they say, via the Sahaba. Because Nabi Sallallahu wouldn't say, this is Makkah and this is Medina. So, another way of knowing is via the Sahaba. If the Sahaba says, this was revealed in Makkah, we say, okay, mashallah, that was revealed in Makkah. If they say, it was revealed in Medina, we say, okay, mashallah, it was revealed in Medina. We don't argue with the Sahaba then. However, if we don't know, then there certain ways and methods of finding out also that they use reasoning to come to the conclusion that which verses was also revealed in Makkah Medina. They also say that a quote of the Quran that was revealed is, out of the 114 surahs, a quote of the Quran that was revealed was Madani. So the bulk of the Quran would be Makki. So this is some of the things that the learned people say. Also, that is uh, another thing that is very important before we carry on with the story to know is that um, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam had 13 years when he was in Makkah and 10 years when he was in Medina. So to carry on with the example of the sajda, where almost all the verses that are sajda, all the surahs that are sajda in them, all of these verses would be an example also of being a Makkah surah. And an example would be in the time of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam when um, Umar and, 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 and Hamza, when they embraced Islam, what happened was Muslims prior to that were being persecuted. And then after the embracing of Umar 
and the embracing of uh, Hamza radiallahu anhum in the deen of Islam, what happened after that was that they decided, listen, torturing here the Muslims, uh, let's try something else. You know, let's, so Udba, um, I think this was Khalid bin Walid's uh, father, he said to the Quraysh, listen, let me go speak to Nabi Muhammad sallallahu and see if I can, you know, persuade him to stop what, what he's doing. So Udba, he went to Nabi Muhammad sallallahu and he, he, he spoke to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa he told Nabi sallallahu listen here, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa you know, if it is that you're looking for wealth, hmm. if you want wealth, we can gather all the wealth for you. Don't worry. If it is you want women, we've got the most beautiful of daughters here. You can get married to any one of them. If it is a kingdom that you're looking for, we can make you king. You want to be the chief, our head chief, you can, we can also do that for you. If there's something wrong with you uh, mentally or like that sickness or any sickness that you have, we have the best physicians that we can present to you. What, it, what is it that you want so that we can give it to you? You know, just stop with this message that you're busy with because it's bringing chaos in our area. Now imagine Nabi Sallallahu being presented with this by Utbah. And Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is just listening to Utbah. You know, because all these things that he's saying, you know, However, Nabi Sallallahu allowed Utbah to say all of these things. How can, how can they still be thinking that Nabi Sallallahu is after material things? So when Utbah was done, Nabi Sallallahu told Utbah, he asked Utbah, are you finished, Utbah? Utbah, are you done? So Utbah said yes. So Nabi Sallallahu then recited Surah Sajdah to Utbah. Up until the point when Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu came to the Sajdah, and then Nabi Sallallahu went down in Sajdah and he came up. And he said to Udbah, this is what my Allah says to you. This is my response. He recited to him the whole surah, surah Sajda. And then Udbah went back to the Quraysh and he told him, listen here, we have to leave Nabi Muhammad sallallahu The message that he came with, he just recited to me what he came with. Leave this man be. Let him be. But unfortunately, Udbah got persuaded by the Quraysh and they didn't listen to him. So just to end off quickly with the with the uh, what is still some of the signs that is 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 uh, makkah verses so wherever adam and iblis is mentioned also that would also be considered meccan verses right with the exception of surah baqarah surah baqarah being all most of the long surahs would be madani verses every short ayah would be considered also, when you look at the, the ayats that is in, uh, revealed in Makkah, it was very short, short. Also, the style of, 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 of the Arabic is much more difficult. The Meccan style of Arabic or verses is much more difficult than the, the Madani verses. You know, so the Madani verses has a more easy style, a more easy way of understanding in comparison to the Meccan verses. So, for this, MashaAllah, uh, I think uh, I try to touch on the gradual revelation and also the reason of a revelation. Um, unfortunately, I couldn't really um, uh, go over these verse, the, these uh, topics also. But alhamdulillah, inshallah, um, that will be the conclusion for today, inshallah. 
Inshallah. Well, Molina, um, of course, it's a great insight. I think many are sitting like really it's a different understanding when we look at the Holy Quran because there's just so much more to it, mashallah. And so it's been quite an education and we, we're actually enjoying being in your company, alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, inshallah. So, Molina, we're going to obviously today as Thursday. Thursday, yes. So, inshallah, we'll be back next week. Yes, inshallah. And what we'll be doing next week? So in next week, inshallah, now that we have um, covered most of the, I'm not sure if I should go over this gradual revelation, the reasons for revelation in Nasikh and Mansukh, because it's very important. But um, my intention was to try and squeeze everything in today and hopefully start with the surahs next week, inshallah. Inshallah. Well, we look forward to that, uh, Molina. Let us say shukran to you for joining us. Um, Salim, And we look forward to having you back on Monday, inshallah. Inshallah.